Hand and Barron. We are back again for the second half of our show, Kicking Cancer Cares, on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. We are so glad you could join us. Okay. So, sorry, I had to get that out of the way. And you have too much fun doing it. I do. I really, really really do. (laughs) Okay, so... Um, our sponsor, she is new sponsor to our show. She sponsored it last week as well. Um, and we are so excited and blessed to have her. And this is Marianne McNally. Did I say that right? Yep. McNally? Yep. McNally. Of Next Home Realty Connections. So if you guys are looking to sell your home, buy a home, have questions about what that might look like, she is definitely your go-to. And um, she did tell me when she was looking to sponsor the show, one, there's a connection with the cancer because she's in that battle. We just talked about that a little bit ago. Yes. But there are they have two offices in Portland, one in Vancouver. She is the only office here in the Salem area. If you head out south on commercial where it splits off to Liberty – you take Liberty to a, there's a corner with Salem Heights. That's where her office is on the corner of Liberty and Salem Heights. Okay. Um, and, you know, when you're talking about a realtor, every the, realtors are realtors. They're going to sell your house. They're going to buy your house. But I just know for a fact that my paying job, not kicking cancer, mm-hmm. my paying job is I work with Surpro now. And she called me and she said, hey, I have this seller. I'm representing the seller. And there's some mildew in the attic and it's got to get out of there before the buyer will buy the house. Right. And so we connected and we got Surpro involved. I would just say that it, Marianne is going to really go the extra mile to help you as the seller or the buyer either way. That's amazing. And her office number is 503-213-3550 if you guys have any questions for her. Um, and just a huge thank you, Marianne, not only for joining us last week on our show and sharing your amazing story and um, letting us get to be a part of your current battle as well, um, but for your support as well. So thank you so much. And you guys make sure to support her and show her your love if and when you need um, your house sold or bought. There you go. All right, so we were talking on our last break, our last we, segment. Well, sorry. I think I got a shock to the cranberry stuff. Yeah, it, it's it, 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 it for liver. Was it liver? Yeah, well, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go back and read it just so I say it right. Liver uh, cranberries had the highest anti-cancer effect on liver cancer cell growth by eighty-five percent. Eighty-five percent. That's eighty-five percent. That's. That's unheard of. It's like, why aren't they screaming that from the right. rooftops? And what they did, just for those that didn't hear the first half of the show, this is Cornell University, so it's a fairly accredited university. Mm-hmm. They're taking the extract from cranberries and they're putting on liver cancer cells to see the effect. Yeah. And not only did the cells not grow, uh, it had an 85% reduction. It stopped the growth by 85%. Wow. Well, the whole reason I That's brought this so- up was in the book, it mentions this place that Dr. William Lee is at called the Angiogenesis Foundation. And during the break, I decided to look that website up. And Angiogenesis, the the therapies that are doing, they've done 32 therapies, which are kind of like clinical trials. Mm -hmm. They've affected 74 different diseases. Wow. And they have impacted 50 million lives. Holy smokes. 50 million lives. Wow. And it does say on their website, <clears throat> the Angiogenesis Foundation is the leading nonprofit organization disrupting disease through angiogenesis, which is the process the body uses to grow new blood vessels. Yeah. 
So they're literally taking food and using it as a medicine. Medicine. Um, I mean, his TED talk was called "Can We Eat to Starve Cancer?" And yes, we can. So let's hit another berry. Okay. Another well, fruit. hold go on. Ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, That's I. Okay. Go I, ahead. I, <laughs> you went someplace. Go ahead. I did. So um, I've seen where they sell little cranberry pills in, mm-hmm. um, like, just your regular grocery store. And so while you were talking, I was wondering now. What it does to help beat cancer and kill cancer and stop the growth, what can it do for me without having cancer? Or uh, if I start taking it now, can it just help prevent that? And so I Googled it while you were talking there, and it said um, cranberries may also help promote heart, heart health improve blood sugar control, boost immunity, and protect against cancer, um, cavities, and stomach ulcers. And so it does so much more. And that's just from that little pill that you could buy at your grocery store. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I want to start taking cranberries, like a cranberry concentrate, if it's got that much of a health benefit. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing about cranberries is the cranberry itself has a hard outer shell. People don't like to eat it. So right. Thanksgiving, they do they do cranberry jelly. There's cranberry juice. I would just caution you, we've talked about this before, when you're buying those juices, yes. look and see what the nutritional label, does it have added sugar? I hate cranberry juice. Well, cranberry juice by itself is very, very tart. It's, it's very tart. Gosh awful. That's just why you're buying those little pills you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Get the cran- cranberry juice by itself is tart. That's why they add the sugar so it's easier to drink. Yes. And but then if you want the power of the cranberry... Do, it's do get the, the pill. concentrated pill form. Yep. Yep. Get the pill you want. Absolutely. Okay, now we can move on to New another berry. berry. Sorry. So it does say here berries as a whole are the most potent anti-cancer fruits. Okay. Partly due to their ability to protect and repair damage from antioxidative stress and inflammation. Okay. Blueberries specifically contain immune boosting and anti-cancer compounds. One study reported that athletes who ate about two cups of blueberries per day for six weeks nearly doubled the amount of cancer-destroying natural killing cells in their blood, about twenty, about 2 billion to 4 billion cells. Wow. So we have athletes. They're, they're hardworking. They're out there on the court like our friends at the Capitals. You know, they're playing sports, and their cells are taking a pounding. Mm-hmm. So there's inflammation. The blueberries are helping with the inflammation, but but be, they're taking nothing. They're doing nothing more than two cups of blueberries per day for six weeks, and it doubled the amount of cancer killing cells. Wow, it's amazing what what we can grow in our own gardens can do to benefit our bodies. Yeah, it's actually amazing. And blueberries actually have a lot of the same. Um, Things that the cranberries do, they help with uh, heart health, uh, bone structure, skin health, blood pressure, uh, diabetes management, cancer prevention, also mental health. Mental health. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting one. Yeah. That it threw in there. Yeah. Um, So not only do these things help you kill your cancer, but they also help you prevent it and help maintain your health in many other ways as well. Yeah. And if you think about someone like our friend Domo... From the Capitals, you know, we always see him at, at Greeters. He says, oh, yes. number two on the Capitals, I'm wearing your heart. Yes. <laughs> well, Domo's out there, and I've watched him play basketball, and he is, he is all out when he's playing basketball, and his body's taking a pounding when he's doing it. 
Mm, oh so yeah. How do you how do you combat that afterwards? Mm-hmm. Blueberries. Yeah. How simple is that? S- as simple as it gets. Yeah. They're, blueberries are also good for dogs. Well, Lucy will be so happy to hear that. I, I in the summertime, I freeze them and give them as treats. Oh, there you to go. To help cool them down, or I'll pop them in their water or food. There you go. And they love them. Because it's got this anti-inflammatory, and it's going to work for animals as well as it works for humans. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have the antioxidants, the fiber, vitamin C, vitamin K. So not only is it good for us, but it's good for them too. Yeah. Well, here's my last one. All right. And the last one, here's my simple solution when I read this last one to you. If you go to Costco, mm-hmm. in the frozen section, they have a bag that has frozen blackberries, frozen blueberries, and frozen, frozen raspberries. Mm-hmm. This next one's raspberries. Okay. So how simple is your anti-cancer diet? Go to Costco and buy that frozen thing and create a smoothie. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So the last one here is raspberries, and it says, um, so again, we're going back to that study. They were doing one laboratory study with berries versus cancer cells found that raspberry extract, so they're taking the raspberries, they're taking the extract, they put it on the, on the cancer cells, blocked cervical cancer oh. growth by 50%. Wow. Strawberries blocked it by 75%. Holy smokes. Cervical cancer, eat some strawberries, 75% less chance of cancer growth. Wow. Strawberries. So simple. So simple. Why are we not screaming That's this on I, the radio? I'm, 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 well, well, we are screaming on the radio. We're screaming <laughs> on the radio. Why are they screaming on the TV? We are screaming on the radio. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't push these things and in, instead push all of these medications, side effects, good cause, da, 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 and it, the list goes on where strawberries, what's the side effect? Oh, 75% chance of stopping the growth. Well, and you and I have said this before. Again, personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Why are they not screaming it? Because there's a whole lot more money to be made in the yeah. pharmaceutical industry. They care more about their wealth than yep. they do our health. Well, he, I like what you say that. <laughs> So the, the last thing I'm going to read for you here is what, what Chris Wark calls his anti-cancer salad dressing. Oh, okay. So make a salad dressing. Yes, right? with this fruit salad. Yeah. So you've got apple cider vinegar. Okay. You have extra virgin olive oil. Mm-hmm. You have oregano, garlic powder, turmeric, cayenne pepper, black pepper, and then you put a little yeast in it if you want. And that becomes your salad dressing. Gosh, that kind of sounds really good. And all of those things in this book talk about the power of all those different compounds. Mm-hmm. So that's his anti-cancer salad dressing. And that sounds like it would be really good, actually. It does sound really good. All of those things sound great as far as the, the flavor they're going to create inside the salad dressing. Yeah. I actually just recently had a salad and it had raspberries in it. And it had like some feta feta cheese. And I was a little skeptical. I was like, this is going to be really awful. But you know what? I'm going to power through it. It was amazing. And it had a, a, um, a salad dressing very similar to what you just explained. And oh, yeah. so I bet you could make an amazing salad with some of those uh, berries and that dressing. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You ready for a new story? All right. You say that. Like this is, is, this is a kind of a good and bad story. Okay. It's a good and bad story. Okay. So along our little timeline, yeah. we, we've talked about doing the website and Jason Lewis. And so we're about July mm. of 2019. Okay. In August, it was actually August the 3rd. I went back and did a little research mm. in um, 
a journal that I kept. Yeah. So on August the 3rd, 2019, I went up to Portland, and my wife was going to run in this run called the Country Girl Run. Okay. Well, if you're going to have a booth as a vendor at a run like that, and there's going to be a bunch of women there because it's a Country Girl Run, mm-hmm. one of the booths there was Breast Friends. Okay. Makes sense, right? Absolutely. Well, what happened was they're all getting ready. They're registered, and I go out to the starting line, and my wife takes off running. And it takes about a little over an hour for her to run a 10K, which is five miles. So I've got an hour to do what I like to do, which is go talk to people. Right, right. <laughs> so I go back in, and I met a gal named um, Yvonne Nydigger. Mm-hmm. And she is the, is the program director for Breast Friends. And we're just having this great conversation about Breast Friends. And I just started the student profit, nonprofit. I was about seven months old at that point. I'm like, how can we work together? Yeah. Well, then the runners all come back and, you know, they got they got busy at the booth talking to these women with the runners. And so I kind of let it go. But then a month later in September, I went up to Tigard and I met Allison, who's the executive director, and Yvonne. Okay. And that was my connection with the Breast Friends organization. Well, they invited me to come back for their open house, which was in November. Okay. Between September and November, I had heard about this stair climb. The firefighters do it in Seattle. Oh, yes. I just interviewed somebody recently about the stair climb. Yeah. So the only – I thought, well, this sounds intriguing. You know, I was just dumb enough to do a Spartan race. I was dumb enough to do the – you know, why not climb these stairs? Sure. Right? Well, the problem is is that I couldn't do it with the firefighters because you'll have to be a firefighter to do it. Right. But there was one in Portland that was similar. Okay. And it was for the Lung Cancer Association. It was called Fight for Air. Okay. That was named a stair climb. Yeah. And it was the U.S. Bank Tower, which is 40 stories. Yes. top. That's a big one. Big one. So on October the 1st, I signed up to do the stair climb. Just because I'm stupid and I thought (laughs) (laughs) Just thought it was fun. No, you're not stupid. You're just dedicated. You want to make a difference. Yeah. And I wasn't doing it for anybody at that point. I just wanted to go do it. Yeah. Right? But then I go up to this open house. Get behind a good cause. Get behind a good cause. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm supporting lots of different kinds of cancer causes and lung cancer was one of them. Yeah. Well, on November the 7th, I go up to Tiger to this open house. I went there because Alice and Yvonne had invited me. Mm Mm-hmm. But the co-founder, Becky Olson, was there. Okay. And she's just kind of quietly over in the corner because she's turned the reins of the, the nonprofit over to Allison. But everyone knew she was. And so she stands up and she says, well, my cancer's back. Oh, no. For the fifth time. Oh, wow. Becky Olson was in her fifth battle with breast cancer. Oh, gosh. Except this time it had metastasized to her lungs. Okay. So when the whole – and the whole thing was starting to get done, and I went over just meet, my, meet her and just visit with her. And uh, I'm sitting there next to her, and she says, if you were on a radio show, what would you say? Now, the funny thing is, is back then I wasn't. I hadn't, hadn't done, thought of this yet. I hadn't yet. thought about what we're doing now. Right. But I said, well, this is what I would say. And I talked about, you know, fighting cancer and what we're doing now. And she says, well, as it turns out, I have a radio show. Oh. So one of the things that she did with Breast Friends is she worked with a place called Voice of America, Mm -hmm. and they broadcast her radio show. Okay. And she invited me to be a guest on her radio show. All right. So when are you going to invite her? Well, that's the rest of the story. you got to hold on. Okay. (laughs) I can't invite her. (laughs) 
but we'll finish the story first. Okay. <laughs> so, so she had said, yeah, you know, you can be a guest on my show on, on December the 11th. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Between the 7th of November and, the, and December, I thought, you know, I'm going to climb these stairs anyway. And it's for lung cancer. And Becky's got breast cancer. It's gone to her lungs. So I called her. I said, I'm going to climb these stairs for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to climb 40 flights for you. Yeah. It gave a purpose, a more of a purpose for you, too, to, to yeah. drive yourself. Well, it became Go Team Becky. I love it. And we decided, even though she knew I had told her, we decided to announce it on her radio show, and then she was going to act shocked. Like, what, what? are you doing? Yeah. Well, I, I made a note to myself that on December the – what I had a stair stepper at my house. And so I would go 16 flights, and then I'd go 17. I just kept working my way up to 40, 40. flights. Yeah. Right? And I sent her a text a week before with the interview. I'd done 28 floors that day. Holy smokes. How long did it take you to do 28 floors? Do you remember? Uh, quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So so I then began, I was then a guest on her Voice of America. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, given what our show is today, it was three years ago. Okay. It was December the 11th, 2019. So three years ago. Yeah. I was a guest on her show. Okay. And I kept training. And she had told me not only had it metastasized to her lungs, it had also gone to her liver and it had gone to her brain. Oh, wow. And I already knew what that all meant. Yeah. I already knew what that meant. When it starts hitting organs like that. It starts hitting organs like that. It's, yeah. Uh, and she had told me that the week before I did the climb, she was going to go in for tests. And she would know the results after the climb. Well, I thought, we need to make a big deal about this. So I contacted mm-hmm. KGW News, Channel oh. 8 News. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to be down here doing this climb for this lady named Becky Olson. Do you guys want to do a story? Yeah. They did. They came out. Oh, I love it. And they interviewed Becky. Oh. And um, and me. Yeah. And they actually went in the stairwell. They got some video of the stairwell mm-hmm. people climbing. Um, and they aired that show of the stair climb with Becky on that show. That's amazing. And and so that day shows up. It's uh, early March. I remember vividly that COVID had started and Seattle was already closing things down because that first outbreak of COVID was up in Seattle at some nursing home. Yep. So they had already canceled Seattle's stair climb. They hadn't canceled Portland's yet, but they were setting us out in smaller groups, less people in the stairwell. They didn't even know what COVID was going to do yet. Right. And so I was one of the very last groups to be sent up this stairwell. Okay. Not that I was counting, but there are 897 steps to get to the top of that stairwell. You were counting. Not that I was counting. (laughs) (laughs) The interesting thing is uh, I have a friend here who I'm going to tell his dad's story in the future, but um, Derek Gilbert is a firefighter that does a climb up in Seattle. Okay. And he's the one that kind of inspired me to try to do this. Yeah. So he was giving me some tips. One of the tips is he says, um, wear gloves, leather gloves, and as your legs get tired, hold the rail. Mm-hmm. Let your arms help you keep moving. Okay. Right? Yeah. He said, when you get tired, don't stop. Don't, as you hit these transitions, don't, don't stop. S- yeah. Because it's going to be hard to get moving again. Mm-hmm. He says, slow down. But don't stop. Don't stop. That's actually so, very true. <laughs> <laughs> the stair stepper, when you're practicing a stair stepper, it just keeps going. Right. Right? It There's keeps a, it going the, for you. It did, yeah. But when you're climbing and your legs are getting tired, it's easy to slow down. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting all these tips from him. And I still remember the day of, it was uh, early March. 
of 2020 that we did the stair climb. Becky was there. Allison was there. The president of their board of directors was there. We did a specially designed shirt. It had the skyline of Portland. So it didn't have the donkey like you see. It had the skyline of Portland. And then where the U.S. Bank Tower was, Mm -hmm. on the base of it, we put the Breast Friends logo. Oh, yeah. And at the top of the tower, we had the donkey. Okay. So I told her, I said that the the Breast Friend, that's Becky at the bottom. And that ass at the top, that's me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) The ass at the top, that's me. There I am. And we made them. And then they sold them within the Breast Friends organization because it says, climb the bank. For Becky. Yep. That was our motto, climb the bank for Becky. So we get there that day. The news station shows up. They do their interview. My energy is excited. I'm taking off. And I headed out into the stairwell, and I started to climb. Mm-hmm. The mistake I made was I had all this energy early on. <laughs> and I'm like, go, go, go. And I head up the stairwell. And about the third floor, I'm like, you better slow down, Brian, because there's an awful long ways to go. Yeah, you better slow your roll there, bud. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that it's appropriately named. It's called Fight for Air. <laughs> and about the 25th floor, you know your lungs are alive. You probably were literally fighting for air. Yeah. I do remember about the 20th floor, there were people that were stopping. They were winded. They were stopping at these stairwells. And I remember Derek's advice, don't stop. Mm-hmm. So I kept going, and they were trying to catch their breath. I slowed my pace down a little bit, but I kept going. Yeah. When I got to the 34th floor, this is 40, 40. If anyone's downtown Portland, find the U.S. Bank Tower, stand at the bottom and look straight up. It's a really tall building. (laughs) It is. It is. And and you're climbing inside this building. So at about the 34th floor, I'm using the handrail. I'm pulling myself up. And all I can remember thinking was 34 35, because you're watching all of these <laughs> yeah. doors telling what level you're on. I get to the top, and they said they gave a little sticker that said you did it, and you could actually do it five times if you wanted. So you could do 200 flights. Did any? <laughs> I actually did see two people that had five little stickers. Which really? Said, yeah. So I did see, but they were a lot younger than me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I come down to the base, and there's Becky waiting for me when I got off the elevator. And I pointed that out, was, she, she, Becky goes, you'll have to do it once for me. <laughs> <laughs> Only one time. Well, that was the exciting day. Mm-hmm. The hard day for me was two days later when I got a text from her that the results from her test had come back. And it was confirmed it had metastasized into her brain. Oh, no. She fought that cancer hard that last year. Um, that would have been March of 2020. Okay. Uh, by summer 2020, they did do – the Volcanoes did have a throw out the first pitch. Mm-hmm. We got Becky down there to throw the first pitch okay. out. At that point, you know, we're into August at that point. Um, she's lost all the hair. They're trying to kill this thing with the key when it's not working. Yeah. She had a house in Florence. She'd go to visit the house in Florence just to kind of get a place to – Get away. Get away, but 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 she didn't. It. She passed away by the end of 2020. Oh, dang it. And I am going to remind our listeners here in these last minutes of an event that we have planned in a couple weeks. Yes. So the first Saturday in January is the 7th. Okay. The 7th of January. At 8 o'clock in the morning, we're asking everybody to come down to Riverfront Park. And um, this is um, it's a chance to remember whoever in your life you've lost to cancer. Okay. And it's it's just a memorial. Mm-hmm. It, we're calling it Do Not Them Die in Vain Day. Yeah. Um, and I'll remember Becky.
I, I was I was a lot of that work was... to climb that building. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know Becky very well. We only met a few times over the course of a few months. Mm-hmm. But I will not let her win the day. Absolutely. Okay, so this will be remind us again of the date. So it's it's the first Saturday of every single month. Okay. Wherever you're at. You know, if you're in Yuma, Arizona, if you're in Corvallis, wherever, just find a park. Now, for us, it's January the 7th. Mm-hmm. It's 8 o'clock in the morning at Riverfront Park at okay. the amphitheater near the bridge that crosses over to Middle Brown. Okay. Okay. All Meet right. us down there. You'll see Amanda and I down there and lots of others. Okay. And we're just going to remember those that we've, that we've lost to cancer. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that story. That's Becky's, Becky's is a hard story because that is that was a lot of climbing. Yeah. But it was really hard on me when. I bet. I bet. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I want to give a huge shout out to Marianne McNally, McNally uh, with Next Home Realty Connection. She is your go-to. If you are buying or selling your home, definitely reach out to her, you guys. And we will be, ne- be back next Saturday as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.